So, hey guys, I know it took forever for me to get back on here, didn't it? <laughs> but, um, you know, life gets busy and sometimes other things just get put in the way and God's like, focus on this. So, had to focus on family for a little bit, then got sick for a little bit. Today, I wasn't sure I'd get to it either because I fell today. I tripped over a lime that I didn't know had fallen out of a produce box and twisted my ankle. So, if you come to church tomorrow, uh, I'm probably going to be hobbling around. But, we're going to continue on our, sorry for that crinkling, our Bible basic study. And we're still on the first B, which is Book of Books. Um, we're going to cover two things about the Book of Books today. We're going to talk about fulfilled prophecy and... Uh, archaeology how archaeology proves the Bible so um, another way that we know the Bible is from God through fulfilled prophecy is through fulfilled prophecy um, remember I'm using my hands-on Bible the NLT um, and Bible Basics, Bible Basics, Getting to Know God um, from the Answers in Genesis publishers. Um, and, you know, it, we've gone over it before. It breaks it down and it helps you understand more. So, a prophecy is a statement about what will happen in the future. I mean, we've heard about prophecies from the Bible. It's used a lot in fictional writing and uh, one of the most known uh, pro uh, person that did prophecies and stuff that's not in the Bible is Notre Dame. You probably heard about him in history. If not, you will. Uh, he'll be like this little side note. We'll either talk about it in high school or college. Uh, depending on if you take world history. And, uh, only God knows for sure w what the future will be like because He can see all time. He can see it all. He He's everywhere at once. So He's seen time from the beginning to the end because He's all powerful. Um, Remember all the attributes um, that we've gone over and everything. I don't have my poster here. Uh, but we'll probably do a study on God's attributes too uh, here on the podcast. Um, but first we're breaking down Bible basics. So, um, going to the Bible, the prophet Micah wrote about Jesus being born over 400 bef years before Jesus was born. And uh, you can find it in Micah 5.2, which is what we're going to turn to. Micah is near the end of the Old Testament. Yeah, I think it's a cool name, Micah. In fact, I do believe John and I had it on the list of names to name kids. Um, it's just not the name God led us to when we were naming our three here on earth and our two in heaven. So, 
there's a lot of prophets in the Old Testament, and we've talked about several of them. I mean, you got Ezekiel and Daniel and Isaiah, all that. So, sorry, my pages are sticking together because of the humidity in this room. Turn too far. Okay, so Micah 5.2 But you, O Bethlehem, um, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel will come for you, one whose origins are from the distant past. Um, and then you have Matthew 2.1, which if you know the beginning of Matthew talks about the birth of Jesus... And remember, Matthew was one of the disciples. He was, uh, before he became a disciple, he was a tax collector. Okay, so Matthew 2, 1 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where's the newborn king? Um, and Luke 2, 4 also talks about it. So... See, the Bible just continually references itself. Um, so, 2-4. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. So, it talks about how... Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. It was prophesied 400 years ago. And there at the time, because um, Israel was over Roman rule, a census went out, much like the census going out this year, except we don't have to travel to our homelands. We get to uh, just fill the thing out on the computer or a sheet and mail it in. <laughs> they had to actually go back to their homelands to be counted. Now, Daniel predicted over 450 years before Jesus um, that the Messiah would appear in Jerusalem as king when he rode in Jerusalem on a donkey on the first Palm Sunday. And if you remember on the podcast back in Palm Sunday, we talked about how it had been talked about in the Old Testament. And... That was obviously fulfilled. Jesus came in riding a donkey. And they all praised him saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Um, And the prophet Zechariah also wrote about 500 BC that the Messiah would be betrayed. Okay, that's 500 years before Judas would betray Jesus. So we can go to Zechariah 11. Verses 12 and 13. And I said to them, if you like, give me my wages where I am worth, but only if you want to. So they counted out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the magnificent sum of which they valued me. So I took the 30 coins and threw them to the potter in the temple of the Lord. So, this is um, a prophecy. God's 
talking to Zechariah here, telling him a word picture uh, about a good and evil she uh, shepherds. And if you remember, Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And um, we can read about that in Matthew uh, 26, 15. Okay, we're going back up and actually read verse 14 too. Then Jesus, uh, then Jesus, then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, How much will you pay me to portray Jesus to you? And they gave him thirty pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to portray, to betray Jesus. And then you turn to chapter 27 in Matthew, verses 3 through 10. When Judas, who betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the thirty pieces of silver back to the leading priest and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care, they retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. The leading priest picked up the coins. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, since it was payment for murder. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field, and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. This is why the field is called the field of blood. This is fulfilling a prophecy. Jeremiah also prophesied on it. This is fulfilling a prophecy, Jeremiah said, that said they took the 30 pieces of silver the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. And if you remember what we read back in Zechariah, they, they, that's what the word picture was right there. Um, over 700 years before Jesus was put to death on the cross, between two thieves, Isaiah wrote about how Jesus would die but among criminals. Um... Isaiah 53.12 says, So, Isaiah 53.12 says, I will give him the honors of victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels, and he bore the sin of many, interceded for the rebels. Rebels, uh, referring to criminals here. Um, and he also, Isaiah prophesied a lot about Jesus' death. And we know that Jesus hung between two criminals. So, now let's, um, talk about archaeology. Now, remember, archaeology is the study of the remains of past human life and activities. And we, we learn about it in history all the time. We learn about archaeology and paleontology and anthropology um, and all that and uh, a lot of it wants to take the more worldly view and stuff but no matter what they do archaeology supports the Bible over and over again um, they have found many discoveries that confirm what the Bible says for example 
They've discovered the city of Jericho, or at least what's left of it. The ruins of Jericho. Um, now remember, Joshua was commanded by the Lord to march around the walls of Jericho so many times, so many days. And then they had to blow their trumpets and shout. And the walls of Jericho came falling down. And these weren't thin walls. These were thick walls. This was a fortified city. Um, and when the walls fell down, the Israelites could march into the city and take over. Um, now, archaeologists digging in the ruins of, old, of the old city of Jericho have found piles of bricks from fallen city walls. Which means basically when the city walls fell down, they kind of just brushed them out of the way. Because, um, I mean, with broken brick, there's not much you can do with broken brick, ever. Uh, not only that, but they also found a section of the wall that was still standing. Now, if you remember, God spared Rahab, the lady who helped the Israelite spies, and the only section of house still standing, because her house was on the wall, was hers. Um, so, some think that this section of wall is what remains of her house, showing how God spared her, and that's, I mean, that's a testament in time. That if this is Rahab's house, that this stood for this long. For hundreds of years. Um, thousands of years. That that part just stood. And it's just an example of God's grace. Because uh, God spared Rahab. And Rahab actually married into Jesus' line. So she was a great, 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 so many greats grandmother of Jesus. Um There's even, uh, they found sculptures that were mentioned in Isaiah from um, Sargon II's palace. Uh, there's just been several things that proved it over and over again. So, we're going to stop here because I don't want it to be too long. And next time, we'll talk about the science, how it supports the Bibles, and laws of nature and laws of life. And then we'll finally get to move on to the letter I, which is impact, <coughs> sorry, In, uh, incredible impact. And we'll get to uh, talk about that and, um, and everything. So I'm sorry for any background noise going on, but my tower garden just turned on in the middle of this. I thought I had timed it where it wouldn't, but oh well. I hope y'all are having fun. I've been working in my garden before I twisted my ankle, and I got some stuff growing, and hopefully I'll have some blueberries to share with all my little sparks and youth. I love y'all, and I miss you, and I hope everything's going okay, and tomorrow we are having church service, just um, Sunday morning service at 10. There'll be children's church slash youth. Uh, and nursery will be back there too while the adults are up front. So um, I'll see y'all at 10 hopefully. And I hope you have a great week. If you have any prayer requests, just feel free to message the page or 
Call Brother Steve at 256-453-7183 or you can text him. Um, if you have any questions about the church or about our podcasts or about anything, uh, also free to message Brother Steve or the Facebook page, Jihad Baptist Church. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it. We'll just dismiss in prayer. Dear Lord, just thank you for everything you've done. Help us to remember our Bible basics and how they are the foundation of our faith, dear Lord, knowing what we stand for. So when we go out in the world, we can share it and be confident in what we share, dear Lord. Just thank you for everything you've done. Just help the world to heal during this pandemic and to comfort those who are um, going through this, dear Lord. Uh, thank you for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.